this episode of the Naturist Living Show, Nude Yoga. This episode of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca Welcome, dear listener, to this episode of The Naturist Living Show. My name is Stefan Descheid, and I'm your host for this podcast, and I'm also the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. And uh, we've been doing this for, uh, well, over five years now, and now I've finally added a comment line, just like a real show, a real radio show. Uh, obviously, it's not live, so you can't just, uh, we can't have a discussion or a chat and and I, frankly, that's never been a great interest of mine. Listening to talk shows on radio, I, I never got that. You know, why you want to listen to a bunch of people who have no particular expertise call in and state their opinion with the rest of the world. Um, but at any rate, we try to bring you uh, experts and people who have uh, specific knowledge or experiences um, to discuss that. Uh, those experiences on the show so but that doesn't mean that many of you don't have very valid uh thoughts and comments and ideas and i i've read several of them on the show and uh i want to keep getting them and i want to keep including them because they certainly add as well to uh the show itself and uh certainly i don't want the show to be just about me um and uh, i try to have other people on so me reading a comment is not as interesting as actually hearing it from the person so you can hear their voice so we now have a comment line. So it's very simple. Uh, you just call with your home phone, your cell phone, uh, Skype, whatever you have, and you leave a, a message. You call, uh, you call Bear Oaks, 905, country code 1, if you are outside of North America, 905-473-6060. And then you simply dial extension 333, and you can leave a message. And you have a chance at the end of the message to uh, edit it. You can re-record it. You can delete it. So don't feel stressed out. Uh, don't feel pressured. You can do it as many times as you want. You can practice it ahead of time. You can listen to yourself after you're done. There's no urgency. There's no problem. And then uh, I, I'm not promising I'll put everybody on the show, obviously. Uh, but if your comment is interesting and uh, I think it's worth sharing everyone, I'll definitely include it in the show. And I will definitely listen to everyone as well. I'll listen to all the comments that are left um, in the mailbox. Um, and so please, please leave me a comment. It's lovely to hear voices and it'll be even better for the for you, the audience to be hearing the voice, the voices of the people who are actually commenting. By the way, if you're in North America, you can. There's a toll free number, which is one eight 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 three seven three nine one two four. Again, extension three three three. And if you are using Skype, um, you can just use Skype to uh, call Bear Oaks directly. You don't have to use any of the credits or minutes you have paid for. Uh, our Skype address is simply Bear Oaks, B-A-R-E-O-A-K-S as one word, and it's still extension 333. All those uh, systems all link into our main phone system, and the new one we installed last year has some pretty uh, major f 
options and and uh, features that allow me to do this. So, and I understand if you have Google Plus now, you can make free phone calls in North America as well. If you're in North America, um, I'm not sure. Maybe if you're, even if you're outside of North America, you can make free calls to North America through Google Plus uh, using the. Uh, uh, hangouts that's what it's called the hangouts it's an if you haven't tried the hangouts that's a pretty neat feature uh all the functionality of skype um including desktop sharing and conferencing for free um it, it's uh, we i've done some playing with it and it's pretty impressive so call in and leave a comment I wanted to thank uh, Stuart Whelan, who is the uh, owner of Le Chateau Naturiste. Um, I say it in French because he named it in French, but he's actually in Australia. And uh, he also uh, purchased uh, Tan, the Australian Naturist. And it was really nice to see the magazine um, that he sent me. To, he sent me several issues of the magazines. It was nice to see it uh, as a true Naturist magazine with good quality content. Uh, the previous owners of Tan for a while had taken it in a, in a somewhat salacious uh, direction, um, you know, and I, I always think that's a mistake because, you know, you you, you can't be a, a girly magazine and a naturist magazine, um, and if you go in that direction, you have a lot of competition. Um, naturists are looking for true naturist magazine, and uh, that's the niche, and you have to focus on it. So congratulations on the purchase and making that work. Um, I'll be happy to carry it. By the way, I'm carrying it in the Bear Boutique. Um, you can buy it in the store when you come to Bear Oaks, or you can buy it online. Um, and if you're in North America, that probably makes the shipping a little bit more reasonable. So uh, bearboutique.ca. And uh, in the show notes, there'll be links to Tan and to Le Chateau Naturiste. So because you are a listener of the show, you're getting a sneak preview. News nobody knows yet. Um, unless you're listening to this way into the future. It's uh, February 2014 at this point. And um, we, uh, I got together with the FQN, the Fédération Québécoise de Naturisme, and the FCN, the Federation of Canadian Naturists. And uh, we redid the 1999 survey um, that was done. Uh, in 1999, we did a Canadian survey on uh, attitudes towards nudity and naturism. And it had some really interesting results. And uh, But I was getting pretty old. And that's the problem always, right? How many naturists are they? How do you count them? And who are they since they don't have to join anything? So that's the perp- one of the main purposes of the survey, to understand uh, attitudes. And so we hired um, a, a company, a consulting company to do this job, and they used an Ipsos panel, um, which is a very big international surveying company. And they did a uh, sample that was representative of all ages and all geography in Canada from the Pacific to the Atlantic. And um, we got some really neat results. And, uh, you know, officially it hasn't been released yet, but I can tell you I'm very excited by the results. We'll be sending those out in the next few weeks. Um, and if it's, uh, it, it looks like, uh, you know, there's, there's more information in 1999. We, we were able to ask more questions because we had a slightly bigger budget. And uh, we were able to ask people if they would go, for example, to a naturist club uh, or resort. Um, and uh, very interesting result, very interesting results. We, not just if they've gone, but if they would go. So you can get their intent and their attitude. 
um, I can tell you that the oh, the majority of Canadians seem to sl- to have slept nude or sleep nude regularly. Uh, we don't ask how often. That would have cost even more money. Um, and I can tell you that 9% of the respondents have said they would go to a naturist resort. Uh, not a nude beach. That's an even bigger number. But a naturist uh, resort or club. And uh, that means in Canada, um, that 9% would be over 3 million people. And just in the Toronto area where I am, that would be about uh, 600,000 people, give or take, depending on how I define the greater Toronto population. 600,000. Now, that's, uh, that's huge. Let's say there's a big error. Now, it probably isn't, but sometimes there, there is an error, a margin of error in there. And let, but let's say the error is even bigger than what they suggest, and it's half. It's off by half. That, in a Toronto area, that would mean 300,000 people that still have an interest. And I can tell you that every summer we get a little over 2,000 non-member visits, and we have a little over 520-something members. Um, and those repeat visits uh, are, are, well, those visits are often repeat visits from people who have come other years um, or have come a few times during the summer and just ch- haven't chosen to become members. So you can tell we're nowhere near th- uh, 300,000 or 600,000 people. And there's only uh, one, maybe two or three other clubs in uh, the, the Toronto region. And that's maybe two or three, depending on how far you're willing to drive. So why aren't these other people coming? Well, they're not coming because either they don't know about the opportunity or they're not interested in the offer they've been given. So that's the challenge for naturism. And there's a whole show on marketing naturism I did. If you're a regular listener, you know that going back, I think, last spring. So uh, where I talk about how you market naturism. So really, this is a problem in marketing. If we don't market the movement properly, of course, we are not going to get the people. But it's not that there's a lack of interest or willingness out there clearly from the survey. And it's not an age thing. Um, there's very little difference between younger and older. There's a whole age range, and this is a significant, statistically significant sample. And there is no age difference that matters. There's some slight differences, but it doesn't matter. And you can read all about that when the survey comes out. And there's almost no difference between the two genders either. So where's the problem? The problem, in my opinion, is marketing, lack thereof. If the clubs are not attracting uh, the interest from obviously the people who are there who are interested, it's a lack of communication, lack of awareness, or not providing them something that is interesting for them. It's not interesting enough for them to get off their butts and go to the club. And by the way, I don't think this is far off from many other countries either. Uh, certainly, if you're in the United States, I don't think the U.S. and Canada are that different. Yeah, we have difference in mentality, but really we all watch the same media, especially the English-speaking uh, people in Canada and the U.S. are very similar in a lot of ways. Again, it's not everybody, but is it 9% in the U.S.? Is it 5%? I don't know. Uh, and in Europe, it's probably even bigger. So why isn't your club or the club that you go to um, getting enough people? I think it's a marketing problem. In the last episode, you heard uh, Joshua Williams do an interview. Um, he did the interview um, 
well, he did a text interview um, with the owner of the Bear to Bush website. And uh, I, I think Joshua enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed having somebody else uh, do some interviews for a while because they have reach that I don't have. They have time that I don't have. And as I said in the last show, it's always been my idea that this would be a collaborative effort and many people could become contributors to the show. So I said in the last show that he had another interview he did, and he did, and he does, and uh, it is about nude yoga, which is the theme of this episode. And this time he did a voice interview. Um, it's, uh, he interviewed Cindy Rifkin, and uh, I'll let him do the introduction. Over the past 10 years or so, yoga has become quite the phenomenon in North America, both as a pastime and a health craze. Nowadays, it's not surprising to find a yoga studio in almost every town across the U.S. I know in New York City, where I live, it's not abnormal to see a yoga studio on almost every block. And of course, apparel and sports com companies have taken notice. Uh, yoga wear is one of the fastest rising stars in the industry. Lululemon, for example, which started in Canada, seems to be popping up everywhere in towns both small and large. And the yoga pant, which they're famous for, has gone from, well, yoga class to the street. Again, it's not abnormal to see women wearing yoga pants, whether it's to a soccer game or to walk down Fifth Avenue. But just this past year, Lululemon had to recall their yoga pants uh, because they were see-through. Not something you really want happening during the downward dog, right? You might as well be naked. Naked? Well, why not? Uh, naked or nude yoga has been gaining popularity too, right alongside with traditional yoga. There's many articles that I've seen, um, especially on blogs over the past year, with writers, usually girls, who dare themselves to be bare for just one class. And usually it's, it's to set out and conquer their fears of being naked in a social setting. Naked yoga is often the first opportunity for someone to be naked in a social setting beyond the gym dressing room. And in many ways, it's, it mirrors the beginnings of the naturist movement, strong connection to, to health and wellness, which I find fascinating. So today I have the pleasure of interviewing one of the pioneers of naked yoga in New York City, Cindy Rifkin. I experienced Cindy's class just this past summer in Rock Lodge, and I have to say it was really one of those uh, experiences where you're really one with, with nature, and, you know, as you're looking up into the big uh, blue sky. Really, you can't beat it. And I had a chance to catch up with her and discuss how she got involved in naked yoga and uh, even teaching naked yoga at naturist uh, places like Rock Lodge. And she discusses how naked yoga really changed her life in a, in a quite meaningful way and how she, she believes that naked yoga connects us in a more truthful way. I want to apologize. About five to six minutes into the interview, we did have some problems with the sound. So once you get to that point, make sure that you turn up the dial just a little bit so that you get the right volume. All right. So thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Uh, we're looking forward to speaking with you. Um, let's start at the beginning. What led you to yoga uh, in the first place? So I found yoga at my job. I was working on the commodities floor and I had a friend there, um, my friend Vicky, and she said, oh, you need to come to yoga. There's a bunch of us going. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yoga, you know, <laughs> I really, I really didn't, uh, I heard of it, but I didn't really know of it. Mm -hmm. And 
I was like, all right, I'll go. Because it was like a group thing. I thought it would be fun. And uh, it really led me to such a different place. And I, as soon as I got on that mat, I started with Bikram. Mm-hmm. And then I made my way into hot vinyasa and then vinyasa. And then I'll catch you up later that my, my journey changed with my lineage of what I practice now. But that was the beginnings of the day. And I, I found... I found somewhat stillness, especially working in such a stressful place. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of anxiety and a lot of stuff going on. And I got onto that mat and I felt like I could just be, like I didn't have to do anything. So that's, that's really how it began. And, um, I started doing it pretty consistently and then I would fall off and then I would come back and then I'd fall off and I would come back and it started just to change my life. It Mm -hmm. was, you know, it was the yoga, it was the physical, it was the breathing. It was um, just taking time for myself in a very self-care kind of way. Right. And I hadn't really been doing that at all. So so, so was, uh, yoga wasn't really anything that you knew much about then before the first class? No. I, I may have unconsciously went to a class at the gym. Mm-hmm. Like if I remember back, <laughs> I may have kind of snuck in there and then left because I was like, what is that? You know, but it was nothing. I was in such a different world. I was in a financial world. Um, my life was very high stressed and high strong. And um, I didn't have any of that. I didn't really know anybody that, that was doing yoga at that time. So so, uh, so for for the at least at the beginning, and and I and I know t- to this day that a lot of it was uh, finding some inner peace, sort of in that chaos and 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 a stress yeah. relief. Then that's really how it started. It did, yeah, yeah, and it was a very slow process for me, um, but it started that way, yeah. And I I loved the physical practice of it, but it was it was much more on a it was a deeper level. It was it's really about just coming more into myself, and I actually found like my higher power on the mat. Like I found something greater than myself inside myself. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of became a very spiritual practice for me. And um, yeah. So what what was the transition then? Obviously, uh, financial is a very different world than yeah. teaching yoga and being, you know, doing what you are now. But, uh, you know, what was sort of that transition from it being uh, something that relieves stress in your normal life to becoming, you know, part of your life or part of what you did as a, as a, a career? Well, I loved, I loved working on the floor. I had the greatest people there and it was such a family. I had been working there for 18 years. So, um, it was just, it made sense. It really made sense. It was no longer, my life was no longer about attachment and money and about what I was doing, but it was more about how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And I was learning to bring that into this stressful day. And I, I started to do a really good job. I started, I was a clerk there. So I started working for more guys and I became more focused. I started making more money and all this stuff. I started to feel better about myself. I gained confidence, more self-esteem for sure. Mm-hmm. And I then, I knew I wanted to change my life, but I didn't know how I would. I didn't know if it would even be yoga. I knew it was going to be something. Um, but what really, I think, encouraged me more to leave was that I, I started taking naked yoga with Isis Phoenix. And she was my naked yoga teacher. Ah, okay. And I found that online. And I think, and we'll talk a little bit about that in my introduction to her, but that's really, I started to feel so good about myself when I started to remove my clothes in yoga. So it was, it was the yoga part first, and uh-huh. then it was the naked yoga that really catapulted me into a place of of love inside myself. And I didn't go to naked yoga for that. 
I had my own non-puristic thoughts, you know, <laughs> to go there. And, um, but it, it really, that first, again, another first experience of that kind of yoga really, it grounded me in a way and it, it, it really gave me this, I don't know, this sensation inside my body that everything was okay. I was exactly perfect the way I was. And I actually didn't, I didn't always feel that way. I always felt comfortable being naked, but I didn't feel that in there, you know, as a, as a whole. Right. So. Inter- interesting. And, and I've, I've taken a class, uh, two classes actually from ISIS and she's great. So that's, yeah. uh, that, so, you know, from a naturist point of view, um, you know, I've taken, um, nude yoga classes, but, uh, you know, I, I came in contact with that, uh, you know, by going to a naturist place, for example, and there was being, being something offered and then, um, you know, kind of going in at that way. So as, uh, you know, someone who wasn't necessarily part of that social group, that naturism or nudism, I mean, how, what was the process of even finding, um, nude yoga? I mean, what was the impetus for doing that? So for, um, well, I was still very living externally. I still had some addictions going on and I felt like, if I'm going to go there, I, I think we're all voyeurs and we're all exhibitionists in mm-hmm. some way. And I, I don't, I don't mean that in a weird way. I just mean that, and I think that's who we are as human beings instinctively. And so, I went there to definitely do that. I definitely went there to do that first, and then to practice yoga. Mm-hmm. And then, but what I had no idea was about to happen was that I was going to like fall in love with myself. Like I really, that was like shocking. But that was what the next bit was, you know. Um, and, yeah, I'm still the same. I mean, that doesn't lose energy, I think. And, and from being a teacher of naked yoga, um, I think it's really important. We circle in class. So we, everybody has, everyone is being seen and seen in a very loving way. Um, I can be naked and I can be comfortable with myself. I can be an exhibitionist part of that if I want. I can look at people and, and be okay with that. And I can practice yoga in a really loving, supportive way and be really physical in the practice as well. You know? So you think that there's, uh, well, you talk about layers in exhibitionism, and I think it's also very much about curiosity. I think it's natural to want to know about how other people look, how they move. So do you think that being able to see that while practicing yoga adds to the moment, to the overall experience? Well, the beginning of the class, because it does, yes, because then we have permission to look, we have permission to be seen, and then we can practice yoga. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, we don't always, you know, however we grew up culturally, whatever our belief systems are, I think it's really important that when you give someone permission to be themselves, themselves exactly how they are, Mm -hmm. in a room full of people doing the exact same thing, there's a collective energy that's moving around there so that there's no, there's no shame. There's no, there's no, I don't know, the, the things fall off. Like our, our system, our habitual patterns fall away. And I think we become us, like mm-hmm. who we are inside of ourselves, not outside. Now for me, I lived in that world. I mean, I, I worked in a man's world who was all about basically sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right. And that's really what it was. It was a very specific lifestyle, and I loved it, and I'm I'm grateful for it. But I started to move into a different place for myself. And so 
again, there's, you know, there's people that come there for all different reasons to practice naked yoga. And so, but I speak about all of that. You know, I speak about it. I screen people. So I, I talk with every person that comes to class. Mm-hmm. And I speak about the truth. You know, the, you know, men are like, oh, what if I get an erection? You know, that's a big question. Right. Or about, should I shave? I mean, that's a question that comes up. Um, or, you know, woman is, you know, what if I'm shy? What if, you know, very different, different questions asked. So I like to fill people in. That's part of having a relationship with people. I guess it's really, I don't really screen people. I have relationships with people. Right. You know, I speak to everyone prior to them coming. So there's no surprise. And then there's a, there's a collective that's going on in that room, like I said. Once, like in any class you go to, you know, it could be karate, you know, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. There's a collective going on. And I think that's what I'm holding space for, is for people to be themselves, and no matter where they've come from in their life. So, yes, the the being able to be seen and see, I think, is really important. And in any of my classes now, I do circle, um, and I have everybody introduce themselves. So it's not where we're still so stuck in ourselves in a lonely place where we can actually be seen. And the naked part, I mean, not many people are used to that. Right. I mean, the nudists, right? Nudists are naturists. Mm-hmm. They're used to being naked is a very normal thing. Maybe the yoga would be more challenging, right, than mm-hmm. the actual naked part. But And I get people, all different kinds of people, but a lot of the time it's about, you know, what we've learned about our body and what we're not supposed to show and how we're not supposed to do something. And then putting yoga and naked together is like, well, what is, you know, what if, how do you do happy baby? I'm like, well, you do happy baby the same. There's certain, certain poses I can't do because there's certain um, blocks and things that, like, need to stay in place. But if you have no clothes on, it's totally different. Right. So, um, but then there's, I can see everything, which is such a gift to me. Mm-hmm. I can see your belly. I can see in the way you're breathing. I can see your ribs. I can see your sit bones. I can see your tailbone. I can see your heart. I can see your collarbones. I can see everything. So although I'm intuitive in my other classes, to be able to see what you're doing, it's it's beautiful. Right. There's a lot of power in that. And, and I think it sounds like to a certain degree, you know, there's there's a trust level. Even going to a naturist place, it takes a lot of trust. So before we get into how you approach yoga particularly, uh, take us through how you became a, a teacher of yoga, and in particular, naked yoga. So I left the floor in 2008. And I really wasn't sure what I was doing. I was supposed to go on a trip to India and change my mind about that. I was in a relationship, changed my mind about that, so I totally shifted my life. And then got rid of my apartment, got rid of my, like, you know, very expensive Battery Park City apartment. <laughs> and I, was, I knew that I was on a, I knew I was about to be on an adventure. I knew that I was about to embark on things that were much more about, um, not being attached to things and very minimal way of living because I had not been living that way. And so I went to a yoga training in Brazil. I left my job in October of 2008. I went on um, a journey 2000, um, December, so a couple months later, and almost two months to the day. And I knew I had to leave there, and so I left. And then I did a, a training, and then I wound up – I was supposed to do – I then decided that I do want to be a yoga teacher after that. And I started doing, I did my 200-hour training in California the following summer. And that was a Shanga Vinyasa piece. 
um, and that was with Clayton Horton, and it was amazing because it was in an ashram in San Francisco, and met some really amazing people there, but again, it was the journey for me to settle into myself more, mm -hmm. where I had been so external, I couldn't sit still, you know, I, the floor really helped, you know, it really um, partnered with, like, my ADD and, like, my, <laughs> my attention, you know, all that, and, like, and then also my panic attacks, I had panic attacks every day, and the, slowly the yoga started to take that away. Um, and so by the time I started teaching, really, I didn't have that anymore. And uh, it was a healer. I mean, yoga was a healer for me. So I started, after I did my 200-hour training, I started teaching naked yoga through Isis. She had a, a space created, and she already had been teaching um, a naked yoga class. And so I started teaching it. And that's how it started. I mean, I had visions of naked yoga, corporate yoga, and um, yoga for 12 steps. I'm also in recovery. And okay. so there were a lot of visions to me. I didn't, didn't know that naked yoga would be the first. So people laugh at that. But, like, the first yoga class you ever taught was naked. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I think people were like, you're doing yoga and naked first? Like, you're not even teaching yoga yet? And I'm like, no, it just seemed, it seemed most natural. That was what was available to me. Isis was create, had created something already, and people liked me, and um, that was, like, practice, you know? So, so, um, so really, you started off with nude yoga. That was your first experience with yoga, or at least the turning point, and that then becomes the first way you start sharing or, or giving back through nude yoga. Yeah. So let me clarify something. Mm -hmm. You call it nude yoga. Mm -hmm. I call it naked yoga. And I don't really know. I have a feeling inside of something different. And I have, because um, I also teach at nudist events, right? So right. Or cooking optional events. And I teach at Rock Lodge, right? So, yeah. uh, which is a nudist club. And I, for me, this is my, in my experience of teaching yoga, naked is really letting yourself be seen and looking at yourself. Nude is a totally different, I feel like, sensation. Even when you say the word, it's totally different for me. And I'm a big player on words um, because I think they're important. And then sometimes I'm like, it's just the word, right? right. It doesn't really matter. Um, but naked for me feels like, again, this is only my experience, people can be nude but doesn't mean they're comfortable naked. Does that make sense at no, all? No, it totally makes sense. There's actually a very interesting book written by a nude art model, and it talked about how she didn't really feel naked when she was posing, and that being nude was sort of a state of being naked, uh -huh. as opposed to letting go of something or, or giving something away. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so you can call it nude if you want, right? <laughs> it could be just a word, um, but that there is a difference. And, like, I mean, no, no matter what one, it's yoga. But then the naked part really allows the barriers to be let go of because we have so many of them. And um, I think it's important. I think it's really, really important that we, however we can, we can experience being naked, you know, right. at all times, not just once. Right. But in all our relationships and how we move through our jobs or our careers or our passions or our, you know, advocations, any of that. I think, I think being naked is really important because, being vulnerable is important. So, yeah, 
big difference, big difference between knit and make it. Interesting, because there's even a question, particularly in the U.S., uh, between the words nudism and naturism or nudist and naturist. Um, for many, naturism, which is used more often in Europe, uh, is, is really more connected to a sense of being one with nature, with the environment, with others, where nudism is, is just simply being naked. And, uh, you know, I think words can be very powerful. And uh, so, you know, it makes sense that there would be this difference between nude and naked uh, within, you know, a, a yoga class. I'm curious if there are historical roots of for naked yoga, or if that's uh, more of a modern take uh, on yoga, or even a modern misrepresentation of traditional yoga. Yeah, prior to like, if you see like any card or anything that has like a um, a uh, a god or a goddess on it, mm -hmm. they were not always they were they were naked. Mm -hmm. They were not they didn't have clothes on. It seems like that that is being created for us, right? Mm -hmm. Um. There's a tribe of, of yogis, supposedly still, that are naked. Um, but, you know, it, it does go back. I mean, they're definitely in a, is a, in the lineage of it. And also, like, um, anytime a yogi or, like, a tantrika would meet out and they'd be doing spiritual work and they would meet in the forest, they would be naked. They wouldn't have clothes on. I did a vision quest, um, you know, which is an amazing, it's a Native American um, practice, and you go into the woods, it's, it's protected, and you have somebody watching over you, and they're making sure that you're okay to day to day, and it's four days, no, I didn't do any, this one is not as major, where I did, I did drink water, I didn't eat, um, it was, it was just me and the earth, and I did do it naked, and other people are like, oh, naked? I'm like, but I'm in the woods. I mean, I'm by myself. Only, only one that saw me was the deer that came to me. But like, <laughs> I bugs, you know, and there were lots of bugs. Um, I was like, uh, someone called me Snow White. You know, it was like animals started to come. Still, that's what happened. But yeah, for me, it was part. I mean, at night it was cold, so I had to clothes on. But like, that was part of it for me was to be really with nature as me being natural. You know, and um, so yeah, I think that. There is tradition of that, but not in our world, because yoga in New York is very physical. It's very different, you know? Mm -hmm. Yoga in India is much more with men than women, you know? So it's totally opposite here. So I think, I think in general, a lot of traditions get lost, and I don't think we have to be all traditional in all ways. I think we find what works for us in, in certain aspects, and then there's things that we can be really liberal about. Right. Well, that's an interesting point. Obviously, yoga in New York City and in the rest of the country is really popular. Uh, you can't really walk down Fifth Avenue without seeing women in yoga pants. It's, it's become a fashion of sorts with brands like Lululemon. So talk to us a little bit about what sets you apart from, uh, from the others and what the response has been. Because obviously, there's almost, uh, well, there is a culture growing around yoga. In many ways, um, naked yoga strips away that as well. So so what's the response you've gotten in New York to doing something different than what you'd find at a regular studio? Well, you know, my class is there's always more men than women, mm -hmm. um, which people are usually surprised about that. And I get a lot of calls from different people. And one, the one um, that often comes from women is they're so tired of trying to have the right clothes for a yoga class. Mm -hmm. And to me... 
that's not what yoga is all about. Yoga is about quieting the mind. Mm -hmm. And so, and you know, you coming into yourself, finding your power, you know, your the power greater than yourself, or whatever it is that you can believe in. I think the people that contact me are, in in general, both women and men that are that are uncomfortable in their body. They are healing something. They have shame from growing up with something or someone telling them something. Um, their own self-indulgence of self-deprecating, right? That happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it could be about, um, you know, through curiosity. We mentioned that earlier about, like, what is it like to be naked around other people? Right. And what will happen to me if that's the case? Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, if I'm, I'm talking to people. I first, they might email me or they might call me or talk to me, but I always talk to everybody, you know, speaking to them on the phone. And, Excuse me, I, I don't really attract to anybody that's not really seeking something. You know, they're, they're not gonna come in voyeur, cause that's not the kind of class that I have. If that's part of your journey to work with, great. But that's not what we're there for. Right. right? We're there to practice yoga. We're there to be comfortable in our bodies. And we're, we're there to communicate. So that we have a space that we can be ourselves and we can let the day go and stop being so hard on ourselves. So, that's part of it. Like the Lululemon thing, I have a bit of an opinion about that. Um, I, because I think, why do I have to buy a hundred dollar pants? But that's not just yoga. It came into the yoga community, but that's everywhere. That's every kind of community or, you right. know, kind of work. There's always something like that. You said something interesting that ties in with what you were saying earlier. Uh, it seems that a lot of people calling you who are interested in naked yoga, that there's something more specific that they're dealing with uh, than maybe someone who's looking to take yoga for the first time. So is there a different mindset, do you think, for people who then participate in naked yoga versus you know, a, a general yoga class? Yeah, I mean, you take off your clothes. I mean, you take off your clothes with other people there. Um, again, we take it off together, so it's like more of like a ritual, ceremonial kind of way, and everybody does it their own way, but it's together, and it's to be able to create comfort, you know, in your own body, and to let your body be moving in the way it is, and let whatever happen, and if you're uncomfortable or have anxiety, then within three minutes, you're in another zone. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it works. I I don't do that. That's yoga. That's the way yoga works, you know. We get to come into ourselves and let go of everything. So as soon as, so being naked and letting, letting our clothes, removing our clothes, you don't just remove your clothes. You remove other things. You remove belief systems. You remove barriers. You remove the mind gunk mm-hmm. a little quicker because here you are. Like you're being revealed. Right, you're no way are you covering up with a big T-shirt or um, a pair of pants or even socks or whatever it is that you usually cover up a mask with. Right, we are really good at that. We're really good at masking ourselves, and so naked yoga gives people the opportunity to to unmask. And I get a lot of beginners. I get a lot of people who have never done yoga. More men than women. Women. Sometimes I get some women that are nudists who've never done yoga, mm-hmm. right? So I think there's there's always different, but I guess an overall consensus of it is I get a lot of beginners, and so my class is always very multi-level, which has made me I feel a really great teacher because of that, because I can 
I can create modifications for each student, no matter what level you're at. Right. I know there are many other naked yoga classes in New York, and without passing judgment, um, it seems that to some degree, many of them are doing it more as a marketing stunt to build awareness, uh, to get attention, rather than doing it because they really truly, truly believe in the idea of naked yoga. Um, Is there, and I don't know if you've experienced any other classes, but is there um, a point where, you know, no matter what, once people get naked, you know, that, that something good comes out of that? Um, or, or do you think that uh, if done under the wrong, for the wrong reasons, that, um, you know, that isn't a possibility? I'm not about that. I mean, I did go on, I did go on the Bethany show, and I, I did do something like that because I, my intention was to have someone see that show that, you know, people, women love Bethany. Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah. I wanted, so I wanted people to see that show and for people to say, "Wow, that woman feels exactly how I feel." And you know what? That is what happened. I didn't get publicity from it. I didn't get people coming to my class from it. I got people calling me or emailing me saying thank you. And that I didn't do that to get clients. I did it because I believe that what if. It's change someone's life where they can walk from their bedroom to their bathroom naked in front of their partner. Because there are a lot of people that are not doing that. I thought it was interesting because I I saw a clip of that particular show and it seemed that there was uh, some awkwardness with Bethany herself, but that the two women who participated, um, that it seemed like their response was was so pure and and that they were really shocked uh, when they had this experience, um, all of these feelings that they didn't know they had and sort of experienced there in the moment. Um, and I think it was a bit of a surprise for them, right? I mean, it was a setup. It was. They didn't know. And they, the, the producers knew that I was definitely doing my classes the way that I do it. And Bethany didn't get naked. And I had the choice. I had the choice to stop it, to say, hey, you know, that's not what we agreed to, or to really see what was going to happen. And again, my vision was to assist people in their comfort in their body. So I felt like it was something that really needed to continue, and which is big part, and the people that were in the class too. And so, because, you know, everybody calls me. I don't tell them they should come. So it was really interesting for my students in that class, because no one ever doesn't get naked in there. And so, but again, I had to intuitively run the class to see, okay, what's supposed to happen? And there was transformation in there, you know. Um, you know, Bethany's Bethany. I, I know there was a moment in there that something, she felt something. I mean, she was in a room for truth-speaking, vulnerable people putting themselves out there. Not everybody gets a chance to have that. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, that was a true gift for anybody that walks into this class. Um, it's a gift. It's a gift for the rest of your life. No matter your life. No matter your lifestyle, right? And um, we did do a video after it. Um, Cynthia Cherish Maloran uh, created another video called Why Naked Yoga. And we got to speak about why we do it and what it does for people. And a few of my students were on it. And it was really nice it's on YouTube. And it was a really great follow-up where we got to explain why we did it. We didn't really get a chance to do that there. That's great to hear. And we'll make sure that that link is available to listeners. I always wondered what the after effects were for you, uh, you know, and for for this whole idea around naked yoga. But it sounds like uh, overall it was very positive. It was very positive. I mean, I, you can feel the energy of the room where it was made into a shock value thing. And I, her intention was that. 
But that's not what happened. She realized that it was, it was, you know, it's not a serious thing. Talking about your feelings isn't serious. But for some people, it is very extreme. And, and here we are talking about our intention of why we're on a man. I mean, you know, Elaine talked about, you know, her, her self-esteem issues. I mean, that, again, it's not serious, but it's, it's powerful for, for another woman to see that on TV to say, wow, I feel that way and she's beautiful. So that, maybe I'm beautiful. So that was, you know, that was the really good part. And I also got a couple of guys that called me that they didn't realize that yoga was so cool and that they can do it any way they want and that maybe they should be healthier and maybe they should stop smoking. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> you know, kind of random way. Because you never, you never know how you're going to affect someone. You never know. You put your message out there and you put something out there that, you know, people are struggling with that, you know? Um, and so that, it was a really positive experience. It was a great experience for me, for the people that, that are in my, my students. But for me, I was very protective of my students because I really wasn't sure what was going to happen with it. You know, really wasn't sure where we were going to go with it because don't mess with them. You know, I created a, a safe space for people to come in and don't mess with that. I find it interesting that there's a theme that keeps coming up around women. And I know this is a conversation that happens a lot in, in naturism as well, that men tend to try it first before their girlfriend or their wife uh, comes. And then there's a lot of conversation about why are there more men who participate mm -hmm. in naturism than women? Um, and you mentioned the same thing as well. So what do you think? What's stopping women from experiencing naked yoga? And is there something behind that? Some sort of discomfort in their own body? It is about that. Because I have two examples. Naked yoga, women are coming much more and attending class more and really liberating themselves that way. I have a lot of repeat women, um, as I do men. Um, lots of always spirits, but I do get more calls, right, from men than women. Mm -hmm. And but it's getting a little bit more even, you know, as as time has gone on. And when it comes, like I teach at, um, I teach at Travisons, you know, in uh -huh. Long Island, and I also find sometimes that women aren't doing the yoga. So it's oh. interesting to me. Yeah, I I think I really realized that the last couple of months where. What is that? So I, the only thing as being a woman, it, it has to do with we're not our story. You know, we're not flexible enough, not, not, you know, even though they, they're nude, you know, nude, they mm -hmm. may not be naked. And so I can't sit on the floor. Now at Tavisons, I have a, have a basic yoga class, right? A basic naked yoga class. So I do a very simple practice and anybody can come, you know. Um, I don't, every age group there, and I have age, every age group in all my, in my Navy Dual class in Manhattan too, but there it's really basic, and I still don't get it. So, they're still not coming. So, I have to say that it's, it has to do with something within themselves, and I think it's probably different for every woman. It has to be. I first met you at Rock Lodge. I, I took your class up there, and I was curious actually what, um, you know, what you thought. It's such a wonderful place with the lake, very peaceful. Um, and, and do you think that adds another dimension uh, to your yoga class to be there uh, practicing in nature? Oh, yeah. I mean, doing naked yoga in nature, nature, <laughs> nature, you know, nature, it's all those words, you know, whatever words you are, whatever words you use, they're all part of being, nat being natural. Mm -hmm. And what does natural mean? It means being intrinsic in love, right, where there's no anger, no resentment, no stuff on top of us. Then there's the layers on top of our bodies, our physical bodies, our mental bodies, right? All of that 
and then we can let that go. And then when you're in Shavasana and you look up and you see the trees in the sky, I mean, there's nothing like that. That's like one of my favorite places to teach is there because it's outdoors, you know, and you're really connected to everything that's moving and slow. You know, here I'm creating slow for people, but there, it's you happening. know, it's just out there. And yeah. it's, it is very different. It is, it is different. You know, you take pet different places, you're all, you know, it's always different like that. But, you know, you bring the power of place there, and I do my best to bring that into, you know, a class. We're in, we're in New York City, and there's lots of sirens going around, and I was in Times Square reflections. It was amazing, because that's what we should be doing. And anyway, that, that's part of yoga, is to be able to handle handle those sounds and not let it disturb you, but actually give you more peace. Right. Which is, again, another huge practice. So um, it's all about practice. It's all about feeling and moving through the stuff that keeps us stuck. So back to the Rock Lodge experience, uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed was the fact that there were people uh, there for the first time in a naturist place doing naked yoga. And then, of course, you have um, naturists there doing yoga for the first time. Um, so, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, sort of there for the first time, but for different reasons. And I'm curious what kind of feedback you got from uh, people who would normally take your class in New York, um, but who got to experience this whole new world where they got to walk around naked after class. Yeah, well, that's the funny, that's the thing, right? In my <laughs> class, cities, you don't start naked, you get naked, and then we redress. And right. there, it's like, you just come to your mat, um. So there's no, like, you know, ritual around it. It's just really being in nature, which being able to be comfortable with that. Um, I mean, people love it. I mean, I hope, you know, every summer we get more and more people that can experience a day at a nudist club because, again, you know, it's really interesting. You know, it's family-oriented, and yet people still have this really weird way of looking at it because our culture says that. So I had... Um, my friends from Brazil, who came into town, was my friend and his mom, and they both came to my naked girl class. And I, they weren't sure, and I didn't even <laughs> tell my students that they were mother and son. It was their choice to say. And, you know, it's different culture. It's not like a big deal. It wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. But, you know, I can feel people that could be uncomfortable with that, because they're uncomfortable in their own self from their culture or their, upbringing, right, or their belief system of nakedness and what they come from, and, but I hope that, you know, every summer we can create a bigger and bigger class, because I think the energy of the flow of that, so everyone's been so happy. I had a couple of, you know, private yoga clients even come there who are, who are nudists, but who had never, you know, they've been to, they've called themselves a nudist, and they've been to, like, a new beach. Uh -huh. um, they've been to maybe other kinds of things that have nudity in it, but they've never actually been to, like, a place like Lodge Lodge. And it is so breathtaking, and to be there, and, and then other, you know, and then to experience yoga in that form, and then other students who had never been there, and they were just so free. They just wanted to be there by themselves, because they were like, Oh my God! You know, <laughs> like like falling romance nature. You know. So what do you think? I know there are naked yoga classes popping up all over the country. Um, do you think this is becoming more of a trend that's catching on in the sense that people might be recognizing that yoga is more than just this consumerist idea? Um, and do, and do you think that nude yoga or naked yoga has traction? I think it will always have traction. I think trend 
you know, things that get trendy tend to lose its, you know, mm-hmm. momentum. Um, I mean, you know, you look at the yoga world and there's so many kinds of yoga popping up that have a little tiny bit of yoga in it, yoga, physical yoga, and the rest is like kickboxing, you know? Um, there's momentum going with that. There's a trend going with that. Naked yoga, I think there's an acceptance of it now. Like, there's naked yoga videos online. That's not something I would ever do. Mm-hmm. I would, not, my point is not to be putting myself out there naked. My point is exploring being naked together in a room, right? So I think it really just depends. I think that there is traction. I'm actually um, in the process of compiling a list of different yoga, naked yoga or nude yoga, whatever that people call it, around the United States. Because um, people ask, you know, they're like, oh, I found you online, but I don't see anything where I live, but I might be traveling, so it would be great if I can take a class with you, you know? Right. I know that for a lot of people who are trying naturism for the first time, it's not so much about being naked as much as maybe it's about finding the right place or a safe environment uh, where you can feel comfortable and know that, you know, the other people are there for the same reason. I remember the first time, you know, I thought of going to naked yoga. That was my first thought. How do I know where to go? I mean, who has a good reputation? Where will I be safe, you know, to take off my clothes and, and do poses where I'm um, pretty vulnerable? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I feel that way about yoga in general. I feel like, again, if you're if you're moving into your heart space, you know, and you're not there just for a physical practice, and you, need, you do need to have a safe space to do it in. And then, of course, here comes the naked part. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a really great space holder. I've learned to be. I think I'm intuitively knowing how to do that. And I also know what felt good for me and where I was in my life and all the pain that I've endured in my body and my mind. And I, I use that. I mean, it helps. It comes constantly. I heal what I, I keep what I heal. You know, I'm constantly, I don't just tell you to do something, but I'm doing it with my teachers and I'm constantly practicing and, doing different kinds of daily routines and things that revolve around it. But I think, you know, the naked part, there's always going to be, I think there's always going to be a discomfort in the United States. I don't think it's like that in other countries. I think here, I mean, it would be nice. I, I do I do hope to live to 2,100. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope to be alive long enough to see that there's actually a bigger change in it. Um, but I... All I know is that no matter what people are doing, and I, I think that if we continue to have it for people, they'll continue to come. Like sometimes my class is busier and sometimes it's not. I always get new people calling. That doesn't mean that people are actually going to come to class. Um, for the most part, I usually have at least one new person in class when I have regulars that come every week or every other week or every month or, you know, something like that. So, you know, it's interesting because to a certain degree, when speaking about naturism and nudism, and of course, um, as we've talked about, words mean different things to different people, but I think the general idea is that with naturism, you're involved in something health-related, um, you know, or being in nature. So maybe you're practicing yoga or exercising or hiking, um, but whatever you're doing, the nudity is almost secondary to that, that it's, it's almost um, uh, the thing that gives you the whole experience. You know, there's a lot of talk about how come uh, maybe there aren't a lot of young naturists out there. And I think it's because uh, people are just not that interested anymore in going and sitting and doing nothing. 
Um, I just don't think that's, you know, really how our world works anymore. And I really like this idea of marrying yoga with, with being naked in a sense that really allows you to, to do something and feel something, um, you know, beyond just uh, the act. I like that. I like that. I've never really heard it that way. That makes a lot of sense. Um, there are definitely more, you know, young naturists now. There's a whole group of young naturists in Jersey and in, in New York, and in New York. And mm-hmm. I think there's more momentum with that more than ever also where they are active, where they are doing more, where they are going out, and they are, you know, hanging out and being naked. And I think that, um, I think that there's definitely another generation now where a lot of Sometimes you would go to maybe a nudist club and there'll be more older people, right? So mm-hmm. now it's just there's, there are more people that are interested, groups of it, right? That are starting to come to rock laws or more people are interested in something like that. Same with, you know, same with naked yoga. I get so many different backgrounds, you know, so many different kinds of people that come. And I, I think once they start me out, I think they have a clear sense that they're not, nobody comes in time, comes to my class without wanting to see, see their truth. Cause I'm a truth speaker and I think, and I wasn't always, you know, I mean, you go years back, I was a manipulating, lying, you know, <laughs> drinking, partying, you know, I was that. So I have both sides to it, you know, that the, the, the honest, loving person was always in there, but I was, you know, I covered up some different things and, so, like, I know what that's like. I know what that side of life is, that stressful life and that kind of living, right? Uh, but I also do know what it's like to speak truth. And I say that because people that know me know that I'm going to speak truth. And I don't force you to speak it. It's totally up to you. But usually, every I'd say 99.9% of the people, actually, I'd say 100% of the people, you, you speak the truth, we feel our body, we come into... We, I, I talk about being naked at times during the class, but overall, it becomes a yoga class. I mean, that's what it's becoming. It's a yoga class. It's just we're doing naked. Right, right. You know? Which is very liberating. I mean, to be able to feel air in different spots of your body versus, you know, being covered up and clenching clothes and clothes are tight. And, you know, if you have a, an image, bad image about your belly and you have clothes pulling on it, all you're doing is focusing on that. But if you're in naked yoga and you have an image about your your belly, then you're looking at it and you're acknowledging it and you're honoring your body just as it is. And that I see happen every class, men and women. You know, men and women, that is a constant honoring of who they are, how they are, and how perfect it is. You know, the moment you get that. And, you know, yoga, yoga is an amazing practice. So however you can do yoga, do it. Um, but being able to be, you know, in a naturist way and I think that, you know, it says a lot. It says a lot about um, how we move through our life, right? How can we let go of these things that are on top of us? Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us today. Um, so how would someone who's interested in practicing naked yoga with you in New York or, or even somewhere else, how would they get in contact with you and learn more? So they can go to cindyrifkin.com. That's C-I-N-D-E-E. R-I-F-K-I-N dot com, CindyRifkin.com, or they can email me at info at CindyRifkin.com. Great. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Josh. It was such a pleasure to speak with you and share this practice with all of your listeners. 
Thank you so much, Joshua. And uh, I, I apologize, too, for the sound quality. I, there's nothing I could do about that. I know how frustrating it is. I did some shows earlier on where uh, my technology failed me, and uh, it's very hard. To, you can't just redo these. Um, and uh, I think it's still a very interesting interview, and I think it was worth putting on. And uh, I'm sure that Joshua is now going to uh, go out and probably do what I did, which is spend more money on more technology. Um, of course, we have nude yoga at uh, Bear Oaks as well. And uh, our instructor is uh, Nikki LaFrance, who's also the manager of the park. How did you become a yoga instructor? Um, that's a good question. I have always been interested in yoga, even before I ever did yoga. I saw pictures of yoga poses and understood what meditation was and it always was something that I wanted to be involved in. I started going to a few classes. I really liked it. And then somebody brought home a brochure because I had mentioned that I wanted to try hot yoga and I noticed on the brochure it had teacher training. So I just looked into it and got involved. So what qualifies you to be a yoga instructor? The fast answer is that I've taken training in 200 hour, um, certification course. But uh, even after I finished taking the course, I was nervous about looking like a fraud because yes, I'd done a certain amount of work. I've passed the exam. Um, but I held yoga instructors at such a high level. I still do um, with honor and respect for what they do because there's a real sp- beautiful spiritual element it's more than just flowing through the poses and um i just wanted to make sure that i was able to embody that before i taught other people and so it took a little bit of time coming into myself and finding that confidence and fully feeling like i understand what yoga is about to be able to be an instructor and a little bit of time how long was your training and how long was it till you felt comfortable being instructor um, my training took two years, and we were encouraged to you know, teach friends and family and that kind of thing along the way. I was always really nervous, and even after I graduated, I would still say that it probably took about a year after I uh, was a certified instructor before I started to really feel like I was a teacher. So you teach nude yoga here at Bear Oaks, but you also teach textile yoga, for lack of a better word, outside in the community. What's the difference? Hmm. I sometimes feel like the difference for me is very little, Um, just that I have to remember to bring my pants and shirt whenever I am doing uh, yoga in the textile world. Um, Because... I am a naturist and I'm very comfortable being a naturist. And so when we do nude yoga, to me, that's just doing yoga. I've had numerous people who've come to my class before who've been very nervous about doing nude yoga and they feel like there's no way they could ever go back to doing textile yoga. So there's obviously an element there of connecting with the self and not having um, pressures of maybe certain kind of clothing that maybe other people have on their mats and that kind of thing that's there. I try to encourage people to take the time when they're on their mat to step into their own practice and to ignore what anybody else is doing on their mat. And unless of course they need to take a quick look and, you know, because they don't know what I'm talking about. And so they need to see what somebody else is doing, but it's all about 
their own practice on their mat. And I think there's more of a self-connection when the clothing is removed. So I would really encourage you all to go out and try yoga. Nude yoga, of course, is the best way. And as a naturist, you wouldn't want to do it any other way. Um, but it truly is uh, more freeing and liberating um, when you're not wearing clothes. I, you know, Naturism in general is that, and that's why we are naturists and ethical naturists. Um, but if you... You know, read into yoga and you see that it's not just physical exercise, although it is very much that. Um, the first time I did it with Nikki and a few times since then, um, it looks easy when you watch it. But boy, is it hard in terms of uh, the strength that you need and how sore my muscles were after. But if you read about the, the yoga, it's also there's a very spiritual aspect to it. And while you're doing the yoga, you are almost meditating and, and it's a chance to kind of you know look inwardly and think and clear your mind and clear your soul and your spirit and of course there's no better way of doing that to be completely to have your, your body free and and uh to have your body move and breathe and uh have everything flow inside it naturally um you know, <laughs> obviously I'm biased, but I can't think that there's a better way of doing yoga than doing it nude. And I think doing yoga fits incredibly well with the ideas of, of respect for self and others and living a more natural life that is the basis of an ethical uh, naturist philosophy. So that's all for this episode of the Naturist Living Show. Thank you, as always, for listening. Again, my name is Stéphane Deschain. I am your host for this podcast and this episode, and I am also the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. You can find links to all the things we talked about in the show on the show website, which is located at naturistliving, one word, dot, Bear Oaks, that's B-A-R-E-O-A-K-S, bearoaks, dot C-A, because we are in Canada. And of course, keep sending those comments. You can send them as you always have through email, which is naturistliving at bearoaks.ca. But as you heard at the beginning of the show, we now have a comment line. So please call in and leave your comment. The show's phone number is country code 1, area code 905-473-6060, extension 333. You can also call toll-free in North America. It only works in the U.S. and Canada. At 1-888-373-9124, extension 333. And if you have Skype or some other uh, internet method of making phone calls for free, you can do it that way. Our Skype uh, number or address, of course, is Baroques, one word, B-A-R-E-O-A-K-S. And that will put you right into our phone system. So it's extension 333 once again. Join us again in about a month for the next episode of The Naturist Living Show. This episode of The Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. Traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social and moral benefits. 
Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.bearoaks.ca. Thank you.